Guys, welcome to Minefield. Happy 163, brother. Yeah, 163 episodes. 163 of just the comic one. Like, we're, we're coming up on a lot more from the other ones. Uh, Colin and I figured out a way to uh, get him back on the show because he can never do Wednesdays like we usually used to do uh, for quite a while because mm-hmm. he's book solid, but uh, he wants to do some, like, long boxes. So uh, we bought a bunch of Grendel books, and we're going to do a long box on that. Uh, if you want to, I'll, I'll fork them over to you, man. These Grendel books are gorgeous. I've never read Grendel before. Like, Oh, nice. I can't say I've read either. They're beautiful. Uh, just absolutely stunning noir work. And uh, it's violent. <laughs> it's 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 beautifully violent. It's not it's not violence for violence sake. It's it it's perfectly peppered in with it and so we're gonna when he gets a chance and you know finds a old trade paperback trade paperback or something like that or gets, you know, a new run of something we'll, we'll make sure we get it, but I'll make sure I let you know that. So Colin will be back on the show a little bit more regularly, peppered in. And um yeah, one sixty three, it's nice, man. We've been working hard. Yeah, I'm getting there. Shoot. Yeah, 165 in no time. 165, 175. What well, what are like the like the milestones? I mean, like obviously 100. But like I would say like every 25, isn't it? Yeah, every 25, like 75, and an issue 75, you something gnarly happens. That's uh, Wolverine 75. You know, aftermath of getting his uh, adamantium ripped out. X Men 25 when it actually happened. Yeah. A lot of good stuff, man. At least it used to be, man. I don't really... Like, these days, it's kind of like, you know, every big one is just kind of like, I'll have a bunch of little stories featuring all these other writers. I'm like, just give me a, just give me a finalization, man. That's kind of... Give me the end of a story or something, you know, a new hook to start off the next story or something. Or, something huge. Like, give me something, something that works with it. Agreed. Or even worse, when they, uh, like the uh, 30th anniversary of Death of Superman, and it was all these Bush League stories by Bush League artists and Bush League writers about, like, things that were happening peripheral peripheral to, uh, well, 75. <laughs> yeah. 75, and it, like, no, it's just it like the the fact that the 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 price of like the variant covers or the poly bag is just as much as it would cost you to get like an actual first print black bag. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was pretty ridiculous. But then it also got me thinking about the fact that when it comes to okay, so we we go out hunting all the time for comics. Uh, I've seen mm-hmm. issues of Spawn number one from anywhere from five dollars to a thousand whether it's great yeah. or not uh under no circumstances ever spend anything more than 15 dollars on issue one of spawn never spend more than 18 dollars on superman 75 death of superman black bag but my point is though is that that money holds up like that that's like that's a steady even though there's like millions of copies that's a that's a reasonable deal for, deal for those particular books, as opposed to some books where you know we've got issues with the whole FOMO thing and it escalates and then it just de-escalates and then you spent so much money in a book that if you waited a month, well, yeah, it's your money. 
All of a sudden, you spent half the money. Right. But Spawn number one, 16, 15, 75, Superman, 18. It's guaranteed. Like, don't... It's worth it. They're like, whether or not the bag... Oh, if the bag's open, I, I can see, but... It's, I think it's a testament to uh, how well it was written and executed. Uh, any particular books that stand out to you that are always like the same price or should be the same price? Uh, yeah, it really like you know, like I said, a lot of the stuff that goes back to when we were kids, man. Like that, like X Men One is always going to be. If you're paying more than five, ten bucks for it, you know you're you're overspended. Mm-hmm. I saw you know, that that's for, always the one that saw that, for that one X, X. You know, heck, you can find X Force. You can find X Force number one in most dollar bins. Dollar bins, absolutely. And that's a good book. It's fun, freaking, a lot of action in it. But freaking, it's a dollar bin book. It is a dollar bin book. But uh, the hunt aside, it's been what was the last time I saw it? Two weeks ago. Eh, probably something like that. Yeah. No, it was last week. Freaking, we went and hit the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. we hit went, some stores. We had a ton of stores. Like last day, Wednesday. Man. Yeah, the, we talked yeah. about those cool stores and got caught up with a little glid and comics. Uh, I thought were going to uh, stereotypically uh, or typically they usually pretty wane around this time where there's only like five Marvel books, but there was a ton of books this week. Um, and it made me really happy. Uh, there's a few I want to go over that we're only going to go little bits, but uh, what do you got in the box? Ah, I don't like that little thing. You're really going to wish I did it. You're, you're going to, you're really going to want, we didn't want to know that I went first. <laughs> so freaking, uh, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, the list. Of course. We talk a lot about freaking, you know, how I like to set mine up personally. You know, you got your, you know, you got your run fillers. You got your freaking keys. Yeah. Then you got your grails. Yeah. And freaking every now and again, if you freaking, one of the biggest things I hear about is you got to be patient. You got to be patient. If you wait long enough, the book, the right book will find you. Correct. And freaking uh, right book found me. Giant size X Men number one. I'm so happy for you. Good for you, man. That's uh, freaking awesome, man. Freaking got a one a last second bid on it. Freaking, you know, not the best condition, but it's mine. That's exactly. I love that point. We we talk about it a lot, and I'm gonna bring it up again. Like just because the the Richie Valens things, like uh, you know, like what is that? It's my amplifier. It looks like someone. Threw it away. Yeah, now it's mine. But that <laughs> exactly. that, looked, that looked cherry, man. That looked really good. That at least looked like a six. Yeah, no, it's it's solid, man. Freaking. So that officially that uh that officially takes my uh my grail of grails off. So I've only got one more left on the uh actual grail list. Freaking uh, so looking forward to knocking that one off and then I'll be to rework the list a little bit. Now I've been, I had it in my back pocket for, for a long time. Maybe since that was your grail of grails. Now that you have it, how does it feel? It's good, man. <laughs> it's nice to, 
nice to have it complete. Freaking, uh, I got the, except for like a couple of rando X, like I've got the, I've completed my grail run of uh, Uncanny X-Men 94 through 544. I've got all the annuals except for the first annual and then all the major X-Men books I'm looking for except for uh, God Loves Man Kills. So looking to get those to round out the the set from uh, the Claremont run and then I'll be good to go from there. Is there a sadness? No, it's it's cool. I dig it, man. Freaking uh that was that was my big goal for the year was to complete the X Men run and I was able to do it. That's kinda it's kinda like it it's like you definitely want to move on to like the next collection, but like the next collection isn't isn't the the big one. Yeah. So I guess there could be like a like there's, it's like, oh, like there's something, you know, you still want to collect, but you don't freaking. That's what I mean by the sadness. You're, you're, out, that, you're out the big, the big whale. Yeah. That's, that's, but it's still, it's still good. Like, no, I wouldn't say sadness, but it's definitely like, there's not as much excitement. Like I definitely, I want to work on my, um, working on my Iron Man run right now. Uh, working on, on uh, detective trying to get all the way from, uh, five fifty right now it's five fifty through. 881 would complete it and freaking um like it's cool but it's definitely not the excitement of being like oh i want this x-men book i want this the, you know i need to i need to save up for this big book like the 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 drive for the hunt isn't quite there in right. those books right that that's precisely what i'm talking about um I'm really happy for you, man. Congratulations. That's, that's gorgeous. That's, that's a big deal. Um, I, it's, it's funny the way you describe it because I'm completely the opposite. Like I don't have a FOMO. Um, well, no, actually let me rephrase that. I have a severe FOMO. Um, okay. I like, uh, indie books. Those are my primary focus. They've always have been, uh, since I was able to get my hands on indie books. Like, uh, first ones I got a hold of was like, a random issue of Strangers in Paradise. There was just something. Mm-hmm. There was just something about it. Like Wizard was like all about X Men uh, or X Files number one, Lady Death number one. Um, I wasn't able to buy any of the Chaos books because I was too young. But like I was able to get which you know things you know slipped through the cracks. Like uh, my dad wouldn't ever let me like buy a Marilyn Manson CD uh, because on TV Manson was like you know. TV told parents don't let your kids buy Manson, but uh, I remember one time he took a trip from Fairbanks to Anchorage for a work trip, and uh, they've got a lot more malls and stores there. And uh, he's like, "You looking for anything?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'd like um, uh, I'm looking for uh, a Nine Inch Nails EP that I can't find, and they haven't been able to special order for me at Musicland." And he's like, "What is it?" And I'm like, "It's it's blue. It's got a white N on it." kind of faded and uh it's called fisted no let me phrase that it's it's called fixed and uh one of the tracks on it is fisted <laughs> and uh ah, I gotcha. and he found it for me like i'm sure my dad flipped it around and looked at it fisted what's that mean ah, screw it um nope nope didn't complete it oh no that, that was there that was there <laughs> Now I gotta change it. I had to set up for like a 
Hulk 181 or Daredevil 1 or something. Right? But, uh... We'll switch it now. Stranger in Paradise was something that slipped through the, track, the, through the cracks. Like, the comic guys wouldn't sell me Chaos, but they were totally cool with Stranger in Paradise, which was pretty, pretty bad when it comes to subject matter. And, um... Yeah. But my, uh, what's in the box is something, because... I like being there, man. I I don't. It's not the FOMO, like in terms of like, I'm missing out on something that's gonna be worth a lot of money. I just, I, I like being, trusting my instincts when it comes to a good comic book. Like I remember the okay. first I laid my eyes on Saga, and the it just came out that week. Brian K. Vaughn, okay, cool, it's gonna be great. But then just the artwork on it just called to me. Like, I, I like trusting my instincts of, like, what is going to be... Whether or not it's going to be, like, super huge is neither here nor there to me. I'm just there for the juicy burger, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh... Not the FOMO, just, but, uh... Mother Trucker. I got Animal Bob Angers. Mother Trucker number two. You finally got a physical copy, huh? Finally got it, but, uh, Mr. Belanger... He promised me to hook me the F up because he's my boy and he did not disappoint. I got a Mother Trucker pen. Oh, nice. For my Mark vest. You were only promised uh, so much like a poster or two because the Kickstarter kept going, but he hooked me up. Beautiful. Giant sticker. Nice. What's going on the laptop? Trading cards. <laughs> nice. And his mini art book, uh, The Dark Arts of a- Animal Bob Anger, any Belanger. But his artwork is, um, he picks and chooses special projects. Uh, this is not a Boiler Friendly, but we're not on camera right now, but. But he also did a beautiful portrait of old school Major James Keenan from like Undertow Opiate days from Tool. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that gorgeous? Like just use of light, use of light and dark and capturing the moment and the feeling. And it's funny because like the, the next, the next thing that's on the next page is this ultra detailed. Fantastic Four as compared to, like, just how you use inks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful art book and, of course, a couple of posters. The presentation's gorgeous. Um, the main figures on Mother Trucker are nice and shiny, well, with a nice matte background. Mm-hmm. Poster board, cover, and just gorgeous artwork. The The paper is... Museum quality. It's got the smell of museum quality. The story was fun, and it's about wrestling. It's about nice. intergalactic chick trucker that just happens to wrestle on the side, and it's like one of those things when like you find something so cool. It's like did I not, did did my mind make this up? Obviously, Andy's did, but it's one of those things that just happens. Like, how does this exist? Something I always wanted. It's true. I wonder if she wrestles for that Fed the Flash as a tag champ for. Right? 
<laughs> Good point. But yeah, I'm very happy so with it. Begging for a crossover with the trucker and the Flash. Oh my god, that would be amazing. I gotta mess with about that. That'd be cool. But yeah, um, debating with it. God, I, I want to put this on my vest, but I look. All the pins that I don't really care for are still on there, but like the ones I really like always break off. And I don't think I'd ah. be, I don't think I'd be cool losing this one. Yeah, but great presentation. Congratulations, man. But uh I I just like the the dichotomy, you know? Um there's no no shame in liking mainstream books. Not at all. Well, not at all. I just yeah. uh, there's mainstream books I like all the time, but I like being there for that. Like if I could go back in time, I would be there for like early Rage Against the Machine shows just to just to be there when it meant something. If that makes sense. Yeah. If that makes sense. Not well, I can that, see that. Not that mainstream books don't mean anything. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that uh, there's just there's a a charm to it that has got me hooked. What do you want to do first? What do you want to do first, man? Uh, why don't you start off, man? Freaking, you got. I think you're doing more than I am tonight. So uh, there's some books that really were kind of hit or miss, but I did enjoy nonetheless. Uh, Nightclub, a new uh, exploration into uh, vampirism with Mark Millar and uh, Juanan Ramirez. Uh, poor core kid wants to be YouTube champ. Wants to jump his bike over a building and, uh, hey, it doesn't matter, right? You know, we did this, uh, downstairs. What's the difference between upstairs? Yeah, wrong. Falls, breaks his neck. And, uh, while he's, um, half dead in, in the hospital, a, uh, vampire detective turns him into a vampire and he's recruiting special people, that's what he says. I thought it was pretty cool until the ending when the kid decides that because, of course, he can't be out during the day because uh, they even flat out say all the movie rules apply. He's head-to-toe, gloves, lucha mask, and we're going to make some money off YouTube. And I was done. <laughs> like, granted, it was the last page, but like, like that, that sort of catering to such a, uh, I don't know, like a superfluous bit of teenage culture or even like millennial culture to be a YouTube fan, uh, sensation mixed into a Mark Millar book. Like it left a bad taste in my mouth, man. The only thing I thought was cool was that like, we got an advertisement that he's doing nemesis again, which came out like back in like 2011. Uh, I gotcha. Nemesis. Was really I don't know. I can't hold the, the same thing with like the punchline. And I was like, yeah, just too much. It's, it, it, feel, it feels a little forced. Yeah. Hey, kids. Maybe you, I'm just not... Maybe I'm just not hip with the kids. Do you like YouTubes? <laughs> Let's go get a well, surge there, cola. Hello, children. <laughs> yeah. Hello, fellow children. <laughs> right. You know he actually dressed up as his own meme for Halloween this year? That's hilarious. Yeah. With the music band shirt and everything. Um, which is funny because, like... Um, that came from Thirty Rock, and as an he was playing an under undercover detective, like Buscemi's the man, man. 
But, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, hey, you guys want to go get a Jolt Cola and uh, listen to some Creed? No, we don't. (laughs) Okay, her old guy. Um, Artwork was great, but it it fell flat. Uh, I actually read the latest two issues of Deadpool, and it's just pop culture fodder. All his jokes are pop culture fodder. Like, it's all references. Like, just because... And I, I've, I've seen it in, in journalism all the time lately. Like, well, they'll, they'll reference something that's popular culture in some desperate attempt to make the reader tricked into thinking that, oh, this guy's one of, one of us! <laughs> Obviously! And, uh... It, and, and hearkening back to, like, the movie, I mean, like, Deadpool is recruited by, like, basically there is a avant-garde, vogue, high-end designer league of assassins. And he's got 48 hours to kill Doctor, Dr. Octopus. And I've never heard any of these guys. And freaking, um, he gets kidnapped by, oh, what is this woman's name, like, a... Never heard her before. Uh, Harriet Brooms, a.k.a. The Harrower, where she has a small sliver of a symbiote uh, after the symbiote war, uh, King in Black, and she wants to resurrect Carnage. And the only body that can withstand the pain is his, and she basically ruins his deadline, and... Lady Deathstrike shows up because the entire time he was supposed to be teamed with her, he just doesn't remember because he was too busy eyeballing, like, a beautiful Asian girl part of this triumvirate of freaking assassins. And it's totally unnecessary. And I'm thinking to myself, what if an actual comedian wrote Deadpool? And then I remembered it actually happened. I, uh... Pasan, um, did you ever watch The Devil's Rejects? No, but I watched Big Bang Theory. He was on that. Yeah, yeah. He, Brian, Brian Pasan? Brian Pasan, yep. It was terrible. Yeah, I've seen some of his. He's funny. Oh, he's funny. His stand up is great, but his Deadpool, like, he tried. He tried, and then I'm trying to think of, like, anytime I ever liked Deadpool. Like, I hated the original, like, four-issue series. Uh, the Deadpool cable was decent, but it didn't leave any mark in me. It was the Daniel Way run from right when uh, Dark Reign started, or right before Dark Reign started, post-Secret uh, Wars, um, Secret Invasion. Gotcha. But that guy wasn't trying to be funny. He put, he put Wade in a lot of odd situations but they weren't all they weren't wacky you know like all of a sudden it turns into the naked gun or uh some ridiculous slapstick shtick and this yeah. was this was terrible uh, the artist did his best and they, they've been because he's part of the x-men um family they they copied the hickman you know like here's a whole page of exposition and here's the cool fonts but it was it was such a chore to read it 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 hurt like i felt dumber after reading these books 
Oh jeez, and that's never good. No, I mean like I mean like the Ryan Reynolds movies are funny, but like it it, it still confounds me. Like why are those funny? Daniel Way, not an actual comedian, writing the best Deadpool comics that exist, other than the uh, uh, Marvel Max uh, Deadpool books, which were just absolutely rated X, and they just make Wade into this like comedy fodder. Like this is, I've heard knock knock jokes that are better. That's the lowest form of humor. It really is. And then we get into uh, freaking Superior uh, Invincible Iron Man. His apartment gets blown up, and some poor old lady dies. And uh, this was really bad. Like, like they they touch on his uh, relationship with Riri and freaking they 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 pervert it. And he's broke, but still has enough money to have a warehouse now. And he's he's drinking again. Oh, jeez. Too easy. And this is still Tony Stark? Still Tony Stark, but too easy. Too easy. What are we going to do? Well, we killed Iron Man three years ago, and now he's back, and then he did really well um, in outer space, and now he's back, and now we're going to blow up his apartment, and I know, let's get him drinking again. That's going to... Like, your your facial expressions alone, just... No. No. That's a, that's a classic Iron Man story that freaking was a long time ago, and it worked. Doesn't mean you need to go back to it, like... Or even like the well, the, the well should not want to run dry when you have freaking, you know. You can't just retread the same stories over and over again. Yeah, or or don't get them on the sauce again, man. Like, if anything, it, it's it's easy. He's Tony Stark. Okay, he might be broke, but he still is, you know, capable. Make yeah. something bigger. Why not? Well, plus, we're doing the same story with Batman right now where he lost all his money. Yeah. Exactly. His brownstone to get uh, I don't know. I don't necessarily know who did it first, but... Wait, but whose brownstone got blown up before? Is Bruce Wayne out of a house? I vaguely remember his... Someone's... Like, like, regardless, the fact that it's... I'm questioning it. Yeah. Go go like somewhere it shouldn't else. Be, it shouldn't be a thing with two millionaire playboy philanthropists. Should not both be broke and not both be like, we got to start from square one again. Has Bruce Wayne ever had a drinking problem? I mean, he had a venom problem. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no, never, never been one for the sauce. Freaking, uh, it's always ginger ale. Ginger ale and Catwoman. Can't blame him for that. We've all been True. there. We've all been there, minefielders, and I know you're thinking about her right now. Yeah. Not you, but I was more everyone Poison else. Ivy than myself, but... Yeah, Poison Ivy, yeah. She was definitely juicy. But 
Nonetheless, nonetheless. What you got? Well, yeah, they just freaking, you need, you need, you just need, you know, you need to come up with different stuff. <laughs> Figure it out. Like, uh, yeah. I was listening to Joe Rogan Or else day. just don't, or just don't do the freaking comic book. Correct. Uh, I was listening to Rogan the other day, and they were talking about Batman and a non-related uh, topic, but they he was like, Batman's gonna Batman's been around since the twenties. Hopefully, he's around for forever. I agree, and we have had continu- yeah. continually awesome. There's been a couple ebbs and flows. But with Tony Stark, yeah, like, that, like that time he fell from the moon <laughs> to Earth and was a okay. Oh wait, that was, that was literally last issue. And landed on Superman's doorstep. And landed exactly where he needed to. <laughs> All I right, Chip Zdarsky, but come on, that yeah. was that was a bit much. Yeah, I, I feel like the guy has burned himself out trying to keep up with Tinian, man, because, like, I, I felt like the entire time we were reading uh, Daredevil and uh, every Tinian book, I felt like freaking Zdarsky was trying to keep up. And now that Tinian's doing, in, like, the closet and his independent stuff and Substack and everything, that the challenge is gone, and now he is, like, <laughs> why okay they'll fix it I, I don't i don't know daredevil's still awesome oh i hate daredevil now man this whole hand thing they've been doing so long like with the punisher it's so whack to me it's the fist not the hand well the hands the bad guys the fist are the good guys that's correct the hand i'm talking about the hand i'm still kind of talking about the fist but you know what i'm saying but freaking frank castle the head of the the and they brought back Stiltman. See, that's another thing that's weird was they reference in the last in issue one of Invincible Iron Man of this like secret place where they keep all of like the uh, world-ending weapons and oh, Stiltman stilts are here. Like, are you are you guys like like that was literally one of the side panel like things like uh, are you guys not in the same room here like. I, I figured they'd have a group chat. Like, hey, I'm using Stiltman's stilts for a little quip here. Well, I was about to use that here, and, uh, okay, let's figure it out. Easily remedied. Have a group chat. It's true. Why not? I, I would figure it essential. Wouldn't you hate to, like, be writing whatever book, and then someone else is doing the same baddie and negating everything you just did? Yeah, that would. It doesn't help matters, that's for sure. No. Especially when you're into continuity. You're all about that continuity life. Speed of continuity, uh, this dark web series sucks. Does it? But it's got Madeline Pryor in it. Yeah, the last time I really loved Madeline Pryor was with uh, Necrotia, uh, but teamed with Ben Riley. A really angry, giving back my memories, Peter Parker, and then uh, Christmas issue with the X Men was whack as hell, man. It was so whack. It was so whack. I had to use the word whack. 
on a scale of fly. Oh, let's go back to let's go back to Ben Riley first. Why does Ben Riley want? Like, what does he have against Peter Parker? Because Ben Riley wants all of Parker's memories because he wants to be Parker. No. Oh. He's the clone that has died, however many times I don't know, by my count four. Um, and now he's back and wants everything back and his girlfriend is now oh god it was one of the worst freaking names um pull it up real quick it was I feel like I know it but it's one of those things that's so bad that I'm like my mind doesn't want to like recognize it ah I just I just can't I can't throw myself on the Spider-Man freaking there's just too much clones. There's too many freaking Spider-Verses, too many alternate realities. I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I don't know where to begin to get into a book. I don't mind the multiverse, especially with uh, Miles Morales. But they should have learned their lesson. Kill the clone off. It didn't work. You ruined Spider-Man for a, a solid, like, five years. And uh, no more clones. Stop it. Just Stop. Hey, we should do a clone. Uh, nah, shut up. Well, what if the clone... Nah! Like, I kind of like the idea of the two clones getting together and being like, screw everybody else because we're <laughs> clones. Like, that part makes sense to me. Like, with Madeline Pryor and freaking Ben Riley. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fun. But, like... What else you can do with them, though? Agreed. Like how, he's been the he's known he's a clone for literally twenty years. You are almost thirty, and freaking you know that. Like I was a teenager when he came when they freaking debuted Ben Riley. Oh yeah. Like, dude. Like, I remember. Me- he's got a. He, how was he not moved on by now? Agreed. Plus. He was in uh, he was in Dark Rain, and he was a good guy. And that was like last year, or not Dark Rain? Uh, was it Dark Rain with Daredevil? Devil's Devil's Rain. Thank you. I was like, I knew Dark Rain didn't sound right. Devil's Rain. Yeah. And he was a good guy in that. Yeah. Now he's just really just so chapped with Parker, man. Just. How dare you be the real version of me? And them even teaming him with Madeline Pryor, just like you said, like, why? Like, Madeline doesn't know. That's that's the only part that makes sense. They're two clones. They're both mad that they're clones. That part I can get behind. Yeah, but... But, I mean, it's kind of a stretch, but... The only stretch is, is that Madeline has so much more clout. So much more clout. Freaking Inferno. Acrosia. Those books were amazing. <laughs> like, there's no negating that. But to to Ben Riley had maximum clonage. The fact that I have to buy those books eventually to complete my collection. I don't even know what you said right there, but I'm sure it's a point. Yeah, no, the, the the point that I have to buy those books to complete my collection, man. Um, <laughs> such a point of color, like. You have these books? I don't know. There's a garbage outside. Just all clone books. But 
Hopefully they wrap this up fast. Just get her with like. In a, uh, you gotta get all the. You gotta get all the tie-ins. Oh. You gotta get all, of it. and they're gonna, they're gonna do that Marvel thing where they, where you get them, you know, get ten different books set of tie-ins, and each book is a three-parter. So you gotta buy thirty additional books. That's the Marvel method. Oh yeah. Oh, you're gonna get hosed. Yeah, all that money, all that money you thought you were saving up for New Year's, yeah, is gonna go right towards dark web. It's as if they're trying to. I feel like I'm being robbed. You know, I want these. You are. I mean, at least Uncle Todd delivers, man. It's true. You get X Men Dark Web, and X Force Dark Web, and New Mutants Dark Web. Spider-Man Dark Web, an amazing Spider-Man Dark Web, Miles Morales Dark Web, Spectacular Spider-Man Dark Web, freaking Aunt May Memorial (laughs) three-part Dark Web, freaking uh, Kane Comes Back from the Dead Dark Web, Um, Craven's Hunt Dark Web, (laughs) Craven's Grandson's Last Hunt Dark Web. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I uh, I'm not happy about it. Just stop with the clones. Like, just stop it. Just stop. We're gonna do clone. No, 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 no. Let's get me great. Nah, just shut up. We need guys like Shooter back in the the head seat, being like, we're gonna be like, bring him back. Writers meeting. We're gonna do clone meeting with uh Spider Man and Ben Riley again. Boom. <laughs> like, dead. Throw them out the window. No more clones. See, at least Daredevil had an imaginary brother that somehow became real. <laughs> I know. That, that, at least that, he wasn't a clone. That was better and more plausible and better writing. <laughs> Happening in, in a good annual. Yeah. That was a good annual. But yeah, that's... Uh, it was a book. It was a book. Moving on, freaking uh, Dawn of the DCU, ending of uh, Dark Crisis, Infinite Earths. Um, all it did, I, I, I wasn't following any of the side books, were you? I read them all. It was all right. Basically, they killed the Justice League, but the Justice League actually went to their own personal multiverses that were all taken care of for themselves that way they'd be happy in them um the flat they broke the flash free because he was you know flash wasn't in that because he was uh searching the multiverse beforehand correct and he was able to free the other ones and they all came back at the last second because the only member of the original justice league that had survived the initial battle with pariah and his and the darkness was Black Adam. And Black Adam had tried to unite all the superheroes, but all he could find were kids, the, the second and third generation superheroes. And while they were willing to fight, he basically didn't want to lead them to slaughter. So he went to the villains, and the villains freaking got possessed by the darkness. Of course. And freaking it was all... 
somehow ended up being all around Deathstroke. Deathstroke, yeah, that was a little odd to me. The fact that he was able to handle all this power. And uh, I think the saving grace, because I think this story was crap, like I, I didn't enjoy any of it, was that all it did was solidify the fact that Dick Grayson is the man. Yeah, he's definitely the, uh, I mean, he's, I mean, he was the first freaking, the first great sidekick, especially for, for DC. Correct. And freaking, he, he's the OG of, of secondary hero, supplemental heroes, as it were. And freaking, uh, I mean, it, it worked. Like, they're really, they're really playing up Nightwing heavy in several different books right now. As they should. You know, Nightwing, you know, his own self-titled issue, which is about to hit 100 next issue. Freaking, um, you know, the DC, you know, freaking Dark Crisis revolved around him at the end. Um, and then freaking in uh, DC versus Vampires, he's actually the uh, the head vampire. Yeah. So, like, they're kind of playing him up quite a bit this year. Which, you know... As he's probably one, he's one of their better, better written heroes overall, I'd say. And freaking, uh, you know, he's down. They're definitely working it, man. Freaking, hopefully, you know, hopefully they've got plans for him down the road to, to do more with him. Well, Dick is the man. And just real quick, did you read Spawn versus Batman or Spawn Batman? Yeah. That was garbage. Yeah, I don't think it was bad. I think it was... It really felt like freaking... Batman versus Superman? No, it felt like it should have been... Like, part one of three. Like, it felt like they they were onto something. But, like, they just ended it before it got good. I was listening to a podcast with Tim Ferriss with Uncle Todd the other day. And they recorded this, like, two, three weeks ago. And, uh... Todd was like, yeah, this is going to be the biggest book of the year. Uh, the orders are crazy. And he's like, how far are you done? Oh, we got like eight pages done. I'm going to be awake for a while. <laughs> like the basic translation we're saying. Like, uh, I'm going to finish the art. Greg's finishing, well, Greg's finishing the art. And uh, I haven't even finished the writing. They're doing it Marvel way. And um, there's this poor freaking letterer that gets a phone call from Todd that's like, You're, we're going to be up all night. <laughs> we're, and what do you mean? He's like, I'll send him three pages, and by the time he's done with those three pages, um, I'll have the next three pages. Um, This has been built up for a year and a half. Y'all are just getting yeah. on this? And uh, the ferocity of the artwork, I mean, it's Coppola, man. He's, he's the man. Uh, but the way that they they played it it was like uh it reminded me of the way i would imagine a veteran wrestler that hasn't wrestled in a while hey you need to get this done do this match okay cool we'll plan it out five minutes beforehand call half of it in the ring it's a barn burner everything's gorgeous there's eight or 90 different variant covers and uh yeah or uncle Tom's and you there. have all of them uh, I've got five of them. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna have to get the rest. They're too good, man. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got one. They're too good. 
but yeah, like I liked I liked the inclusion of the court of owls. I thought that was fun. Freaking, I mean, like I said, it wasn't bad, but it seemed like it seemed like the first scene of a movie. Like you freaking, you haven't gotten, they haven't gotten, they never got to the meat and potatoes of it. The meat and the potatoes were only if you've been reading Spawn, because apparently this whole interaction with Spawn and Batman was to help o- open the dead zones that everyone needs to get open in order to uh, let anyone out of Earth or into Earth if you're a demon or an angel or any sort of metaphysical being uh, that's playing into the the clown's plans. He's watching it. Oh, exactly the way he wanted it to be. Okay, that was a little fun, but the the whole uh, uh, Wanda Martha thing, like, why? That 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 reeked a freaking Batman v Superman. Why? Why are you doing this? We hated that when it happened, and uh, I, I wonder if he did it just as an fu because Uncle Todd will do that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But uh, Nightwing. Um, finish up Nightwing. Uh, tweener episode. You're right. Uh, we are off camera. Freaking. Yeah, it's a tweener issue. They're setting up the... Uh, yeah, the it's getting ready for 100. Getting ready for 100. The cover, the cover that was gorgeous. Love the cover. Uh, I was hoping you'd say that. It reminded me of that Andy Kuber. Uh, remember that Andy Kuber one I sent you that was all yellow? Uh, Wolverine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love the, the use of color, light and dark. Great job. Twin issue, no problem. Gladly spend the four or three bucks. How much is Nightwing now? Three ninety nine. Yep. No problem, we'll get to one hundred. Uh the only gripe I really truly had was there wasn't enough babs. Love everything to do with babs yeah. and dick. But uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to get a good story. And um, sorry, the like, uh, specs, uh, runner up specs, the x ray specs that Grant wishes. These guys wished uh, a local bully would disappear. He disappears, and they can't wish him back into existence, and uh, one of them gets arrested. Okay, they bought it off of uh, one of those old school um, comic. Well, they wanted it, and it just showed up at the house without even ordering it. Uh, you know, Charles Atlas stuff, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Artwork's gorgeous. The paintings on the covers are worth the money. They're that good. And uh, last but not least, of my runner-ups, Art Brute, which is a secondary book that is uh, done by the gentlemen that do Ice Cream Man, uh, W. Maxwell Prince and uh, Martin Morazzo. Uh, basically, art is coming to life, and there is a division uh, within Interpol or whatever extraneous people that regulate other people uh, that handle rogue art pieces and this he's not entire he's not schizophrenic he he can get he can get into art literally into it and certain pieces of art are going rogue it's a lot of fun uh really enjoyed it uh w maxwell prince has never disappointed have a lot of fun with it guys uh 
I, I would say that's my pick of the week in terms of uh, something that would really challenge you as a reader and as someone that isn't used to this sort of storytelling and good or bad guy. Does that make sense? Heel, face. A lot of fun. But Deadpool sucked. Deadpool just needs to stop. And the clones. Yeah, makes money. Makes money. Uh, Did you notice that there there was one solitary panel... In Dark Crisis, where Black Adam was 100% The Rock. I think I did see that, yeah. There was only one panel. They, they, they had him the way that he has been for a while, but for one panel, he looked like The Rock, but with hair. Oh, yeah, I think I did see that. They had to pick up on that. That's funny. Kind of haunts me, man, because there's like, I really like The Pacifier. And the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> when he back when he got skinny, I really enjoyed those ridiculous movies he made. Wasn't the pacifier freaking uh freaking what's his face? Pretty sure it was The Rock. Let me look it up real quick. Is that Vin Diesel? That's Vin Diesel. I'm thinking of something else. Alright, so what's the football movie? Gridiron Gang. Yeah. That's The Rock. That's the one. Wow, these these guys just think they can just take our money. Well, they're not wrong. We do. Alright. Off camera. We are raging. We are raging against no machine. We are raging against no machine. No. No. We are feeding the machine. We're feeding the machine, which is why we got to get on this other project up and going as fast as we can because the werewolf. That way we can have more money to spend on the machine. Yeah. At the end of the day. I mean, if if we had comic book money, if we were making a comic book and we are making some decent money, we were able to quit our shoot jobs. Vacation, where would you go? I'd try to get more insurance, probably. I need insurance. Uh, are you asking me to marry you? Because I'll put you on my insurance. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to cut the legs out from that right now. Sheesh. Um, no, I, I would take my wife and my child. It still made you smile. Probably go to... I mean, if you're going to feed the machine, you feed the biggest machine you can. Probably go to, like, Disneyland or Disney World. That'd be nice. I'd go to Harry Potter World. Yeah, I can see that. I really Universal would be fun. Yeah, they're uh, they've got some new stuff going on, but uh, what car would you buy? I don't know. My car runs. I'm fine. <laughs> Not a big car guy. If I was gonna go big. Probably like a '69 Dodge Charger. I'd get a '69 Camaro for my dad. I'd get myself a Knight Rider and the 18 Van. 
Batmobile. Sixty six, of course. Sixty six, of course. If you're going to drive around town in one, it's going to be the 66 Batmobile. With the bat turbines and the bat computer in the uh, trunk. And the, uh, exactly. And the uh, bat fingerprint computer. And the, and the bat shirt repellent right there in the glove box. Of course. They really knew how to get it done. Like, I, I can't imagine, like, if time machine-wise, like, if we're invisible, like, walk into one of those writers' meetings like, what are we going to do? Or Batman's going to get bit by a shark. Well, how are we going to get the shark off him? (laughs) Let's get some bat shark repellent. (laughs) Done. Great idea there, Johnson. How are we going to do it? It's going to be a gun? No, it's just going to be a... A spray can. A spray can with a, a, a crude printout of bat shark repellent glued to the front of it. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> Who's going to be Catwoman? I know. Ursula Andress. Uh-uh. Eartha Kitt. Ursula Andress. Eartha Kitt. How about Lee Mayweather? How about all of them? Agreed. <laughs> and yet it worked so well in the 60s, but when they try to do it again... In the 90s, with Batman and Robin, it was the worst thing ever. Oh, I disagree. I love that movie. How, no, did, you, how did you not like that movie? It was meant to... Because it was horrible. It was meant to be ridiculous. If you didn't go into that movie... It, it, it was just bad. It wasn't even meant to be... It was just bad. We will agree to disagree. Like, my, my wife was but a child when, when she, that movie came out. And freaking, uh, she watched it. We watched it recently, like within the last six months. And she told me I ruined her childhood. Because I relented and let her watch this movie again. And that's how bad it was. I think you did. I think you probably messed up somewhere else and she was just mad at you already. No. That's the thing. Was it the was, bat nipples? It was just the entire movie was garbage. Like I can still watch the uh, I can watch the old sixty six Batman car- the TV show. I can watch the movies. I can watch the animated movies. Love them. Batman and Robin is fundamentally wrong. Holy rusted metal, Batman. Minefielders, we're going to be on camera starting in the new year. If you can only see how upset Mr. Troy Morales is with me right now. You're wrong. Like, I'll even apologize for Suicide Squad, but I cannot apologize for Batman or Robin. It's just a bad movie. I'm trying to think if there's anything, like, ridiculous that would blind me from this. Like, if, like, I don't know, Angela White was in the movie. Um, Nope. I liked it. Like I said, you're just fundamentally wrong on this one. You're probably right. When's the the last time you watched this movie? Like, uh, earlier this year, actually. Oh. Were you on any type of mind-altering medications at the time? 
listen, I don't appreciate how much you know me, um, for this particular reason. But yeah, I ate a heroic dose of mushrooms that night. Rest my case. It was in 3D. If it was in 3D, then it'd be Batman Forever. A much better movie. That was pretty cool. You don't like the Bat credit card? No. No, I don't. <laughs> it was probably a tapper back in the day. Bane, Bane should freaking be smart and not green. That's the only problem I had with it. There should be no Bat credit card. There should be no nipples anywhere. And freaking... Mr. Freeze should not be purely based on puns. Listen, man. And that is coming from the master of puns. I'm... I, I uh... It's not my They nature. call me the pun sure. I am so down with puns. And even that was too many ice puns. Listen, man, I'm never gonna disagree with Arnold Schwarzenegger ever. I liked Junior. And minefield is you're about to see how minefields breaks up. <laughs> I will even give you kindergarten cop. You have to give me kindergarten cop. That movie was amazing. And minefields isn't breaking up. I know. I'm not going to call it. I'm not going to call it amazing. It's good. It's not amazing. Are you kidding me? He's the party pooper. And the only way minefields is breaking up by the way is with a fist fight I'm okay with that <laughs> with a fist fight you're not you're going say, nowhere you're gonna say that you're gonna say that Batman and Ra- <laughs> you're about to eat your ass kicked by a one-legged man <laughs> sheesh I'm gonna show uh, I'm gonna show up with some bat <laughs> I'm gonna use your battering against you Hey, did you open that, by the way? No, actually, I have not. Oh, dude. I've been, like, uh, you're killing me. Was it the 89, or is it the one with the computer? It's the 89, yeah. It's the 89. Nice. Yeah, off camera, I found the accompanying, there's a place in town that has the accompanying bat grappling hook. I'll tell you about it off screen. Cool. That way some other... Person that likes comedy. You gotta, freaking, you gotta check that. We gotta check this place out. But uh, nonetheless, freaking yeah. By the way, thanks again for that last yep. run. I'm in. Like, that was actually legit on my freaking Amazon list. <coughs> Glad you liked it. It's cool. That was a battering, so it all worked out. That was a good day, man. That was a great day. Freaking, I don't know. That was a good day. I don't uh-huh. know, man. Freaking, there's a lot of things. Just a random win. Random Wednesday. Random Wednesday on the hunt and freaking two pals just palling around and getting some comic books and spending unnecessary money. Probably shouldn't be, but makes life worth living. Yes, sir. Amen. <laughs> uh, what you got? Let me see here. I got a... I got a DC versus Vampires All Out War 6 of 6. This actually is the uh, the final part of the side story. And freaking, we've got a group of humans 
or metahumans combined, trying to fight off these vampires. And they're trying to free um, Captain Cold. And who is, uh, he's in a block of ice. And we find out that Captain Cold has actually uh, become a vampire. And he actually put himself in the ice to stop himself from turning. We've got a so they Deathstroke. Like, so they like ruined, like, what was he expecting? Someone to like de- defreeze him and cure him or? Pretty much that's what he was hoping for. They would find a cure then defreeze him because he had just got turned. But he doesn't know how long he's got. We've got Deathstroke, we've got Midnighter, we've got Booster Gold. Um, freaking, we've got Mary Marvel, who is in her human form, she has turned into a vampire, but in her Mary Marvel form, she is still, uh, the disease does not carry over. So she's still human in her superhuman form. Copy. So they are trying to, you know, get get the heck out of Dodge, Walla, uh, and then Superman, who is a vampire, shows up. Did they, they ever say? Who, a, did they ever say who turned Soups into a vampire? I think it was. I want to say it was either Wonder Woman or Green Lantern. But I'm just uh, like yeah, it was Wonder Woman. I remember now. I, I can't. I can't get it. I can't get like how like whose fangs are Superman can't. Her? Yeah, you can't, you can't, yeah, exactly. Whose fangs are going to pierce Superman? Yeah. Like, they can't turn Martian Manhunter because Martian Manhunter's Martian. But they can turn Superman. Right. Who's Kryptonian? So it's a little bit, a little bit peculiar. And then Constantine is, uh, his astral forms there because he's in charge of this ragtag band of fools. So Superman comes in. Everyone starts trying to, you know, <laughs> survive fighting Superman. He ends up ripping Midnighter in half. He ends up killing, I believe, he, he cuts Booster Gold in half with his uh, heat vision. And then Deathstroke comes at him with a kryptonite sword. And freaking, he ends up killing Deathstroke. So the only ones left are Mary Marvel. The only ones left are the vampires, basically. We've got uh, Mary Marvel, and we've got freaking uh, Captain Cold, who's in the midst of turning. And Mary turns back into Mary Marvel so she can actually fight Superman. And as he's about to lay the killing blow on her, uh, we see the the blade uh, go through Superman's chest. And turns out it's Deathstroke with in with a uh, basically one last blow. All right, killing Superman, and he tells them that uh, they need to get to Australia where Supergirl is because Captain Cold can because the uh, the entire world is covered in like a soot basically to keep it night, and freaking there's a spot in Australia they can utilize. To uh, to if they can get Supergirl there, and um, there's it's a lesser quantity of soot, so they can blast through and get her through to where she could be their last saving grace, basically. She's there and with Steel, right? Doing, it was yeah, she was there with Steel, and I think uh, 
Jen from the Wonder Twins. Yeah. Or Jana. And yeah. uh, a couple other people. J-A-N-A is a German Australian yeah, for Yana. Jan and Zan. Yeah. So they were going to, their whole original plan was just to grab Re- Weather Wizard and make him do it. But Captain Cold's power, Captain Cold's Cold's going to work just as well, basically. Thanks. So as they're taking off, we see Constantine standing there in his astral form. And freaking, we see, uh, he turns to his left and he sees that it was Dead Man who was inside of Deathstroke. Most excellent. And kept him alive the whole time. Or kept him alive long enough to hit that killing blow. And then as they leave, as the snow just kind of covers Superman's corpse, uh, freaking half of Midnighter sits up and is like, hello? Hello? Is anybody there? Because apparently Midnighter can't be killed either. I'm not too familiar with Midnighter. Me either. So I'm not sure if it's freaking actually Midnighter himself or if Dead Man's just kind of doing one last gag. Yeah, that's how uh, that's how all the all all out war ends. They end up at least killing this vampire Superman. We'll see what happens, man. I actually really enjoy this more than Deceased. I took your uh, word on uh, reading Deceased. You were right. Deceased was was excellent. Yeah, this, Deceased is good. DC versus Vampires has been kind of fun because it's a lot of the uh, it's a lot of the superheroes you don't really. I think that's the big thing with these Elseworld stories. Like these ones, is like you never get the. Uh, it's never the superheroes you see you're like well, that would stand up. Like they always get killed off super early. Like they always kill off Batman. They always kill off the Flash super quick. Right. Uh, Superman always gets turned. Wonder Woman, and it's always like your your B through D level heroes that got to step up to save the day. And plus, with it being Elseworlds, you're never 100% sure that they're going to actually pull it off. So that's always kind of a, kind of fun. Like in both the, uh, both the Vampire one as well as Deceased. Like De- Deceased kind of seems kind of hopeless. Like they're going to lose that one. DC versus Vampires, yeah, maybe, maybe not. We'll find out because I think next issue... I think next issue is the last issue of DC versus Vampires. It is. Where yeah, and whereas uh, Deceased, I think is like four or five issues in right now. And like their one saving grace is low. They've they've got Lobo on their side because Lobo can't turn it. Lobo. Yeah, Lobo can't be turned. Yeah, well, let's uh, get in the flash real quick. Uh, take a quick break because I hit the head, but. Uh... Good books this week, man. Yeah. Give me just like a minute. Back from a quick little break there, guys. Tell me, take point on Flash, because this was such a good book. Yeah, no, we got a... So, the mayor, who used to run Iron Heights Prison, has recruited the uh, the rogues to basically be his anti-Flash task force. And freaking... uh. Now they had freaking Flash to Rights last issue, 
but he was saved by the Pied Piper, who used to be a member of the Rogues. And they're so, bros now, right? Yeah, they're bros. He's freaking friends with the family. Like they end up hanging out at his place. He freaking finds out about uh, Flash's wife being pregnant and the kids getting everybody getting powers and whatnot. Does he not look like Matt Riddle? A little bit. I can see it. But yeah, no, it looks like he is a longtime family friend of the West. And freaking Flash decides he's going to go talk to uh, Mayor Wolf and find out, you know, get his side of the story. And freaking starts talking to him about, you know, everything going on and how this... How in his mind this makes sense. And freaking he basically ends up finding out that uh the mayor's possessed. Best possible exactly. example or to uh <laughs> in any way reinforce anything he's trying to push, because that all this is ludicrous. I really feel like uh um our writer here is taking things out of the headlines and not too happy with the way things are going here in America. That's definitely possible. And how he'd fix it. Uh, but yeah, no, the, um, basically he, uh, the person possessing the mayor is, uh, one of the Lords of order. Because he keeps talking about order and friggin' you know, this is basically you know, where we're at with it is it's a, one of the Lords of Orders basically talking about how uh, they've got to handle things and they've got to stop future chaos from running rampant. And this is how he's going to do it. And friggin' basically humans don't know how to take care of themselves. So somebody's got to step up and handle things. So he ends up letting the uh, the Lord of Order inside his head. And freaking we get a little flashback of the last few years of a, of Wally's life. You know, talking about how he had lost his family and had to find his family. And how for a while there he was rolling around on the, Mor- the Mobius chair. And had done the bidding of Tempest Fugenauts. How about how he had to put the universe back together a couple times. You know, and how he, uh, he can't create order by force, but you have to create it by choice. And he basically ends up talking down this, this Lord of Order to the point where he ends up, you know, leaving the mayor's body for now. And talking about how, uh, you know, he declared, you know, tell, tell him how he declared martial law. And all this stuff, and then at the end of the day, he's you know talking to talking to the uh, the rogues now because you know freaking looks like rogues are just like well dang looks like we're out of a job, and then freaking Flash is like come on guys what do you think we're actually riding the uh, going on the straight and narrow for a while, <laughs> and the rogues just laugh at him. Oh, it's such a good crack up. But then at the end of it, he's like, you know, why don't you guys actually give it a try? You might end up liking it. And they're like, sure, we'll give it a shot. 
So freaking at the end of the day, the Flash family and uh, Pied Piper end up going to the going out to get some halato. And that's how the randomly how the book ends for the evening. I just love the fact that it's all tied in terrific terrific industries and it, it, this Oh, I totally skipped over the fact that freaking Harley uh Pied Piper actually works at the same place. Yeah, like um, they get some free lunch. Same place Wally does. And a different in a in a different part of the building. And he's he's on uh, floor four. He's on floor five, and freaking they're gonna they're gonna make it happen. I I I, I I'm I'm not a sucker for freaking family tales, but this was a great family tales that totally suckered me. And I I love the way everything just culminated. Just yeah. the family. It just flows together. really well together. Yeah, family came together. It all just kind of worked out. Well, now that we're... No, it was a good book, man. It's nice to nice to end on a more uh, a positive note. I agree. And uh, I felt like I was a little down on the books this week. They weren't quite as as good as I'd been, you know, we've been, you know, used to lately, I kind of felt like. Well, it's December. You know, yeah, getting towards, you know, you're going to hit Nightwing 100 here in the next month or so, and then freaking we're building towards... Flash eight hundred, yep. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see where we end up with that because it's kind of the Flash stories have kind of been, you know, a couple issues here and there. Haven't really had like a long term story for a minute. So it'll be interesting to see where we uh, end up come Flash eight hundred. Correct. Any ideas where your collection's going to go? I mean, you got the Grail. Uh, right now, man, freaking New Year, freaking uh, uh, definitely want to build up my Iron Man's. I think I'm about, uh, I want to say fifty to sixty percent done with Iron Man already. So that would definitely be uh, that's the place I wanna I wanna get through that and then uh, finish up. I'm about I'm about halfway done with the Detective Comics seven hundreds. Once I'm done with that, start really putting some effort into the 800s. Yeah, right now, just, you know, just doing some runs, man. Freaking, I'm, I'm a big run guy. Did quite a bit of runs this year. So looking to looking to focus on those two for the next year. How about yourself? Uh, finish off Spawn, and uh, it's going to be pricey because some of these books are no less than $20, and... Uh, the dudes at Kapow have like six out of the twelve of the original Cry for Dawns that are graded, and I am gonna go ahead and agree. Uh, I'm I'm not a graded guy. It's gotta be graded, but freaking um, under no circumstances would I want human greasy hands touching these books. And if they're already cherry, I, yeah, I'm gonna finish off Cry for Dawn, uh, finish off Spawn, Hell Spawn, and uh, just going through uh, a couple. of uh, my boxes and my Curse of the Spawn. My first six are newsstand copies that have less than good paper and the proof of purchase in the front that needs to go. So obviously they're worthless. And um, just uh, work on uh, Strangers in Paradise. I, I I don't know why I'm such a sucker for that book, man. It's not even that good. <laughs> it's not even that good. <laughs> uh, I just love it. Like. 
Terry does a good job with, with storytelling, but it's not all that engrossing or something. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to read the next one because Kachu and Francine. No, I just I just want to keep looking at the art, honestly. And uh, nice. I just want to keep looking. Yeah, at and the I gotta art. find a. I gotta find. I gotta find a new Grail now. Freaking uh, definitely some contenders, but you know, I wasn't really looking for Iron Man number one. I just kind of. I was kind of goofing around online and having to fall into my lap at a decent price. It was like $8,000 at freaking Mile High, I saw. Yeah, I got mine for substantially less than that. <laughs> I bet. Like a 20th of that. Nice. Nice. So, I even I even got him down a little bit off the price he, uh, he'd put out there. I got it for about 50 to $70 less than what he had asked for it didn't think he'd take it and he did so that's a good episode man freaking Raw was great how was uh, Dynamite Dynamite was alright it was solid freaking uh, main event was really good between uh, uh, it was uh, Karushita versus um, the current women's champion Jamie Hayter and that was so that was super solid. Freaking uh building up some big stuff for uh AEW in Denver, Colorado next week. So that'll be cool. And they got uh all ego Ethan Page taking on Ryan Danielson. Oh, they had announced two or three other matches. That'll be super solid. And they just escaped me at the moment. But yeah, freaking, it'll be it'll be cool to cool to have AEW here next week. See what I know they're doing the match six in the freaking uh, Elite versus Death Triangle. I wanted there was some there was one other like actual really cool match. I was like, oh, that's gonna be fun. I can't recall what it is at the moment. That'd be right, man. We'll enjoy some AEW here in Denver and have a happy Christmas. And uh, saw your tree. Uh, Morales Jr. is about to be hooked the F up. That's great. Yeah, it's ridiculous. My sister gets in tomorrow. Still- We're going to make some jerky. Nice. Make some steaks on Christmas. Just hang out with the old man and uh, our mom and... Just take it easy, man. I'm really looking forward to the next couple of days of just decompressing. Awesome. That'll be good, man. Freaking. But yeah, man, freaking, you know, happy holidays to all the minefielders out there, you know. Absolutely. Whatever you celebrate, I keep, hope it's keep great. Keep on bagging, keep on boarding. Bagging and boarding, baby. It's my turn. Oh, great. Sweet. Minefielders. This is dangerous in this transmission. Is over.